0: Welcome from Philadelphia at the Academy for Private Practice. I'm Joe Patrice. Bob Ambrosi, Ellie Mistal. And we're on the road with the Legal Talk Network. Well, welcome back. We're winding down here at the app of 2016 but you the beer is here so we're just heating up yeah the people are ta- yeah oh, about to be yeah uh people are taking down their booths and the bars are starting to warm up so seems like uh, this was a perfect time to hear a little bit about choosing software uh, that's <laughs> what, what better, we thought What better time <laughs> so bob you can we just pause to get the beer first <laughs> You just did a presentation on software. We thought, yeah, let's hear let's hear what happened.
1: Yeah. Well, what I actually talked about was picking a practice management system, a and system. Uh, as you know, there are like a gazillion of these things out there right now. And you know, I didn't really kind of recommend one, but what I did is really more lay out a series of things that you need to consider and think about in selecting a system, mm. a decision matrix. Yeah. If what I had done was more sophisticated, it would have been a decision matrix. Yes. <laughs> just, you'll get some AI bot to give you
0: that. Yeah. No. So yeah. Uh, so what were the some of the considerations that practitioners should go through when they're choosing their system?
1: Well, the first one I started with is really just the question of do you want a cloud system or do you want a locally installed system? And I answered that one for everybody. Pretty you easy. You, you want a cloud one. Yeah. I mean, I hope the debate is over on that and anybody is looking at, even consi- if you're shopping for a practice management system right now, you're not going to be looking at any of the legacy systems. The cloud systems are just where it's at right now in terms of mobility and ease of getting started and price and everything else. So. What about security concerns with the cloud system, though? Well, you know, you need to be conscious of that. Lawyers obviously have an ethical duty to do their due diligence, to exercise reasonable care when picking any kind of a technology every state ethics commission that has looked at the you know the ethics of using a cloud-based practice management platform or a cloud-based platform of any kind has said you can do it as long as you exercise reasonable care in selecting it. So that means you need to think about the security. I mean you want to use a reputable vendor that you know has maybe been around for a while. I wrote earlier this year about this one practice management system that was being run by a guy who was being sued for uh, embezzlement and impersonating a lawyer. You know, that's not the kind of guy you want running your practice management company. Uh, So you you have to exercise some amount of care. But for the most part, if you're going with any of the name systems that are out there right now, you know, Clio or Rocket Matter or my case or or whatever, they're, you know, you don't really have to worry too much about that at this point.
0: Yeah. So what other concerns after the cloud versus uh, Local. local?
1: Yeah. Well, another one that I talked about was just the price. What do you want to pay for it? The price of these things is kind of all over the board from maybe $29. They're mostly monthly subscriptions. They may go from $29 a month up to, I think, a peak of $109 a month, something like that. And they're all sort of a flat fee subscription. One of the things about pricing that you need to be careful of, and I actually just wrote on Above the Law this week about this very topic, is that the sort of the flat subscription price for these services isn't necessarily what you're going to end up paying. Because a lot of them now integrate with third-party products, or require some other product to provide full functionality. So for example, if you want an accounting system in your practice management system, some of the systems come with a full-fledged accounting system. Zola is here exhibiting at this conference, Cosmolex is one, they have accounting built in. Others like Clio, my case, you have to integrate with a third-party accounting system. ePay is another feature like that, that if you want to be able to take credit cards, some of them have that integrated some of them require you to set up an account with law pay or something like that and so you're not paying just for what you're paying for the practice management system you know your practice management system might be 40 bucks a month or something but you might also have to pay twenty dollars a month for the credit card processing and twenty dollars a month for the accounting system and so you know what looks like forty dollars starts to be pretty quickly 60 you know 70 eighty dollars a month or more so for that reason it's really important for a lawyer shopping for a practice management app to lay out in advance, kind of, what are the features that are important, what's the functionality I need, and then look for systems that have that or can provide that in some way, and then price out all the components of it to really figure out what it's gonna
0: cost. Yeah, you don't wanna get caught with, uh, like, cost creep.
1: Cost As creep, is, Yeah. right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, we're going to the cloud because we live in this century. We're looking <laughs> at our costs. Trying to get integrated systems. Yep. What else we.
1: You know, another thing really just comes down to what are the features that you want to have. All of the practice management systems at this point have sort of the same core set of features, which is, you know, matter management, contact management, calendar management, document management, some level of billing and uh, timekeeping system. So then you start to look beyond that, or what are some of the other features. As I said earlier, you need to make kind of make a list and uh, what's going to be important to you. If you're a litigator, you're going to want probably a, uh, a rules calendaring application that will let you you know, automatically uh, uh, calculate deadlines based on whatever jurisdiction you're in. Some of them integrate with third-party ones. I don't think any of them actually have that built into it. So that's something. If you want to have your legal research integrated in some way in your practice management application, there's there are actually only three Platforms that will integrate with a research platform. Thomson Reuters has Firm Central that integrates with Westlaw, Clio integrates with Fastcase, and Cosmolex integrates with Casemaker. So if you use one of those research, one of those is your primary research tool, and you want to have it be able to sort of track your research time and documents back into your practice management system, then that's a consideration. So there's sort of a, a list of things you can look at and say, are these important to me, and what platforms provide that? Another one now that a lot of It's becoming more popular, uh, sort of a a CRM system for managing the intake of new clients. Uh, You know, practice management systems start at the point that you've got the client, right? And they don't manage the process of bringing in new clients. So there are uh, applications out there now that do that. Lexicata is is one that's become popular. Intake One Two Three is another one. Clio integrates with both of those. Can't remember if anybody else integrates with those but so again if that's something you need you need to find a system that will integrate with those things
0: do you have a sense of how many lawyers small and solos are using these systems
1: you know are we approaching 100 percent are we still in an early adopter
0: phase where are we
1: we're still in an early adopter phase i mean you know i think the systems we're talking about are primarily systems for smaller firm lawyers you know large firms have a whole different sort of set of systems I mean, I'm hearing more that you know, maybe maybe 20% of small firm lawyers have adopted some kind of a practice management system. And it, it, you know, it really depends on your practice in the first place, whether you even want one. I mean, I don't use one. <laughs> I talk about it. But, but my practice That's is, amazing. I, I do, my main practice is as a lobbyist, which is all flat fee retainer billing. Uh, and I do ADR work, which is kind of all flat fee by the case billing. So I don't have cases to manage, per se, and I don't have ongoing clients to manage, per se. So I don't feel I need one. Another ATL columnist I was talking to earlier today, Jeff Benyon, is here at this conference saying the same thing. The nature of his practice is he doesn't feel that he needs a practice management system. So, you know, that's kind of an initial question. And if you're a solo, you know, maybe you've cobbled together something using Dropbox and Excel or whatever that's working just fine for you. Maybe you don't need it. If you start to get into a two or three or more lawyer firm, then there's really going to be advantages to this. And, you know, one of the biggest advantages is simply knowing where all your stuff is and having it all talking to each other and integrated with each other. So,
0: so it's lawyer know thyself. Like, do you actually need this thing? <laughs> Take a hard look at your own practice.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think I think you got to do that.
0: Yeah. Well, all right, then. I think we've come to the end of this edition of... On the Road with the Legal Talk Network. Be sure to subscribe. Be sure to give it reviews. Be sure to, every time you're driving somewhere, roll down your window and scream out the window, hey, listen to On the Road on the Legal Talk Network. Also, download the app so you can listen to all the Legal Talk Network shows. And with that, we will talk to you another time on an episode of On the Road with the Legal Talk Network.